podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. So I'm your normal host, Dave Davis, just on my lonesome today, but quite excited by that. I'm not going to lie because there's a, a lot of things to talk through and hey, I don't have to listen to other people's opinions. We can get round to mine and you can critique them, love them, whatever you feel as we go through them one by one, ladies and gents. So the normal setup for today, we'll talk through the presser, which was interesting for a number of reasons. We'll have a look at the Leeds clues, because we've got a look back at a 6-1 drubbing. We've not had many of those this season. We'll talk about a Nottingham Forest team facing relegation, thinking whether they'll be fighting for their lives. We'll do the normal formation and lineup predictions. And, well, there's not going to be the beat the host, but you can ridicule or agree with my prediction, whichever one it may be. So let's get right into it. I mean, the presser itself, definitely recommend a watch, really would it seems to be getting shorter and shorter, but this one was unique in the sense of after last week's disaster, let's not, you know, sugarcoat it, it was a disaster. We all know what happened with the redacted footage on the embargo. It was interesting how Jurgen Klopp was going to play this. And let's be completely clear, he straight batted it. Straight bat, neutral face, neutral language, very unanimated, if that's even a word. Nothing too much he was trying to give away, smart answer. Something tells me Tony Barrett as well and truly briefed him, giving him the wise counsel, shall we say. But even with that in mind, there was a good few interesting answers. So let's get into it. So the normal start, Sky, Vinnie O'Connor asks, what Liverpool can we expect? Fair question, as we well and truly know after this season. So the manager was honest to say he completely understand the question. He harked back to the Leeds game, talked how we were calm, convincing, good. Said that a couple of times as well, keen to really emphasise that. And he did that on a few other bits, which we'll come to. Said importantly, we need to build on that. And almost the get out of jail free card, I can't guarantee a result. And let's be honest, when we talk about Leeds and how things have gone, I get that, so to speak. I know what we should be doing, but I understand that logic. So nice cover drive for four for the cricket fans and I straight back to start with. Then Vinny followed up around the, you know, your next four to five or four out of five games, I should say, are at home. Smart question, trying to lead the horse to water a little bit. Still the straight back. I don't, you know, not really fussed, not bothered about the next game. I'm just focusing on tomorrow. Straight drive, nicely done. Only chance, and I like the way you phrase this, is to win an awful lot of games. There's a complete sense of realism. He knows the job at hand. Like the way you dealt with this. 
Good questions, though. Got, I've got to, you know, commend journalists today. Sometimes the, there are some nonsense ones that come in, but I get what they were praying. I get what they were trying to do. So the next one, and you probably guessed, because this is maybe the hot topic right now, Trent's position. So asked about that, you know, the changes recently. Love the way he answered this. I've got to be honest. A super important player. Admitted it is a slightly advanced role and it really suits him. Like this bit as well. It is the challenge for others to cover him, but it's not set in stone. Yeah, I think that's important because a lot of Reds, like many of you will have been saying, how important Canate is for that covering basis in this formation and for these changes. So I can't land of, I like that kind of acknowledgement, shall we say. It was even followed up a bit later where, again, I think maybe just did it break ranks. That's not fair to say, but just smart. Yeah, teams may adapt and even mentioned the use of how teams like even tomorrow may use a man marker. Not that he's trying to play mind games, I think, with Forrest by any means, but I like that. It shows he's thinking about it. You know, that, that conversation's clearly been had by the manager, Linders and all his team, etc. Do you think they'll play man markers? What the team, you know, if teams do, how will we respond? So I liked all that. Good question, good answers, literally. That takes him to his 50. Then the forward questions came in, and we'll come to an injury, but it was almost asked by a journalist, if you know, if you did have all six, because that's your, your latest challenge, how do you see it? Straight answers again, nothing too sort of controversial, nothing animated as we've seen in recent times, but some important things just to call out, ladies and gents. So talked about, and I love this line, counter-pressing is the ticket into this team. All of them can do it really well, but if you do it really well, you have a good chance of playing again. Really, is it's not sort of a message or sending a message. That would be wrong to say, but it's pretty clear on you know Jurgen's mindset. It might answer a few questions around the surprises to, to maybe the forward selection recently and maybe the likes of Jota, not always bagging the goals until the other day, maybe answers a few questions. And it also led on to the next bit, which I'll treat in two parts because there was a good initial question and there was a good follow-up question as well. So he's asked about, naturally, Darwin Nunes, good, you know, good numbers, 15 goals so far this season, but naturally not been in the team recently despite that return. Gave a few things away, I think, here, and this is personal and people will take different things from this, I guarantee it. He said, Nunes has a different skill set than the others. True. He's still adapting and his English is not great. I'm not going to call that a dig, but he had a slightly dad disappointed face, I'll say. And it probably is a bit of a question that no one's maybe asked, no one's maybe answered. You know, it's the full season and it's still indicating Darwin's English isn't great, but they're working super hard on it. Not a concern, again, maybe wrong to say, but you'd have hoped for better, if that's the right phrase. He's had super moments as well, but he's been injured and suspended at times. We know that's true. It's a long-term project. So I wouldn't be surprised, ladies and gents, if you just see little snippets clipped from that. It's easy just to take little bits, as you saw from all those multiple lines, and you can get Red hot smoking clickbait. People will take from that what they want. You're going to see it on Twitter, I promise. Oh, his long-term pro. Why, why have we spent all this money? How does he see it? He doesn't fit. All those types of things. But as we always say at Anfield Index, recommend watching the full thing for the tone, Klopp's body language, all those types of things. And important to say, 
he did state specifically Darwin will definitely start games before the end of the season. So pretty unequivocal on that one. Maybe my favourite question as well was almost, I'll call it Nunes part two. So it was a great follow-up question from David Lynch because he asked about how do you see him because you played him in the centre, you played him on the left. I thought, you know, a really good question as to, to how he sees Darwin. So the manager really clear, a centre forward who can play on the left when we need him to, and we've needed him to at times. The second part, and part two of part two, literally I'm saying here, I totally appreciate, but in our setup and the way we play, we need to defend from the centre. Now, we know there's been a lot of talk about Gapo in the centre. Why is he there? His role? What are we trying to get from him? Is he Firmino points? However you want to put it. But I just thought that was quite an important line for me. It was a great question. And it, it sort of delivered or, you know, encompassed that insight we're really looking for as to why Jürgen? Why is it that Gapo goes there so often? You know, why... Darwin left, why maybe not in so often when he's getting those stats, when you compare the two. You can read into it what you want. But again, I would recommend specifically watching that little snippet and you can make your own decisions, people. And the final one, which was the ultimate straight bat down the ground to the 100, asked about Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho. So naturally, not in the team at the moment. We know all the Carvalho rumours that are swirling around. And we know about Harvey Elliott. He's been an ever-present, but now almost can't seem to get a look in realistically. So, ultimate straight back. They're training exceptionally. Said it a couple of times. Also said a couple of times about, you know, how he's having to leave five players at home and it seems crazy. And he really emphasised that crazy word a good few times. All I can really say about that press conference is they seem to be getting shorter and shorter. And I don't know if that's linked to to last week and what they may be worried about. That's just wild speculation. I don't know if that is the reason at all, but very much sterile, straight back style, but good questions from the journos this week. Really got little key, I'd say, snippets out of them. But again, ladies and gents, cannot stress, watch it enough because anyone can easily clip or just take a snippet from that press conference alive and it's not a lie let's be clear on that it's not a lie it's just not the full context so always as we recommend watch it fully for your context and make your own judgments the Leeds game though yeah we always talk about Leeds clues wow a 6-1 drubbing so doubles for Jota and Salah Darwin comes on late to pinch one and Gappo getting plenty of praise and quite rightly with the open end his all-round link play even with that, even with six goals for the forward line, all the natural talk is about Trent and his role, understandably. And, you know, I think it's important that it's been said a few times on different pods, but a nod to Curtis there as well, possibly his best performance in the Liverpool shirt. So there was plenty of positives, which is bizarre, because let's be honest, the first half an hour was absolute drivel. It was side to side, lack of penetration, everything in front of them. It takes that first goal, when, um, you know, we won't say too much about possible Trent handballs. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But that opens up the game. And then Leeds play like an under-14 schoolboy side defending and we take advantage. But you can only beat what is in front of you. So 
he's something I'd say he's something to build on, but we've been here before with Ballstone, so let's just say it was a great result and leave it at that. The natural things you've got to think about, does anyone play their way in or out? I think it's so, so important to say there's no one who you could put or stand, you know, stand them up when you look at that performance and go, they should be out of the team. I think that's fair. There's no one you can say in that starting 11 should be out of the team. They all made their claims in different way. Even Robbo, you know, with that, that covering sort of fullback as he moved to the, the 3 2 5, if you want to call it that, a couple of rampaging runs, you know, that that cross or that run, I should say, the knockback to Gapco, who calmly, calmly puts it across for Salah to curl it in. Probably the team goal of the night, that break really was. Curtis with the pass, you know, if he was dropped, he'd be asking questions. Totally understand that, you know, the forwards all on the score sheet. So they're actually going to be saying, Boss, why would you be dropping me? I get that. On the other side, as we know, and Klopp mentioned this in his presser, all the subs came on and were such a high level. Darwin involved in the pressing, great goal. Tiago doing crazy Tiago things and just linking it. So there's no one who we're going to say this week is really pushing for out. There's plenty pushing for in. But on the other side, I'll let you argue it because they've all got equal claims. And let's be honest, people, this is how we want it. This is how it should be. We have not had many of these this season, especially when you talk about the Nottingham Forest team who, this is almost in a way, and just bear with me on this, this has got the Leeds game, as in the Leeds game we played at home, written all over it. I mean, look at the Forest on the surface. They are in a terrible run of form. As we had the... um, when I was covering the rival recon pod, the, the stats are staggering. One win in 14. The last four games, three defeats and one draw in their last four. As Forest fans are saying, they are in a rut. They are in the relegation zone on goal difference. They are the worst side in the Premier League away. That is a fact. They are 20th in the away table, the away form league table. So they are a disaster zone away, they're in a row, all those things pile up. And it makes you think of that Leeds game. It makes you think of that Leeds game where we lost 2-1 at home. And you think back to that when Leeds were themselves were in a row, everyone was calling for Jesse Marsh's head and Liverpool gave them a gift at Anfield. That is the biggest concern that we have for this. There's no two ways about it. You look at Forrest and listen, there may be some old boys coming back. We know about Nico. Awonye might start up front for them. That's possible. Interestingly, though, maybe notable to say that on Rival Recon, the Forest fans we, we used, and big shout out to Mr. Ben Dorr there for Doron Tour and his pod. He was quite honest. It's not working out well for Nico. He cannot, they were honest, they cannot play in a back four, in a wing back formation, which Forest will likely deploy, as he was keen to say, the 3 5 2. Even then, does he do enough? Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. 
We also stock official LFC merchandise and a license with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Big doubts from Forest fans. So, yeah, he didn't always have the, the greatest reception, Nico, but hopefully if he does play, he does get a, a warm reception that way. Awoni will we'll have to see because Forest have almost gone without forwards despite the, the formation they've played. They cannot buy a goal, it seems. I don't know if anyone watched their last game against Manchester United. Going forward, it was pretty hopeless, especially when we know what United's away form is like. So the bookies will point you towards a home win and a strong home win. I get that. I totally get that. This is one, though. It's just that little thing that's just lodged in your craw. It's just stuck in your tooth. You just need a little toothpick. You're wiggling, your mouthwash, because it's just starting to annoy you a bit. But, fingers crossed, come kick-off time or after 90 minutes, it is nothing to fret about. So, formation and lineup. And there's, listen, there's a good few options here. So, I'm going to say them quite boldly, because I'm sure some of you are going to be listening and calling out nonsense rubbish. But I can't hear you, so here we go. I am going for the standard back five. Ali, Trent, Robbo at fullbacks. And I'm, and I'm saying the Trent at fullback is in that's where we start and out of possession, but 3-2-5 naturally in it. I think Ibuam, Virgil in the middle. Why would you change anything? Why would you change anything there? You don't start messing with your defence the way it's going. Midfield's the interesting one. I've undenied with this a little bit, and I've also undenied with the forward line, I'm not going to lie. I do not think there's a reason to drop Curtis Jones. I know someone's going to say, oh, he's played the you know three games in a row, etc. But the lad's been injured three quarters of the season. He should be fresh as a daisy. And let's be honest, he was excellent against Leeds the other night. I think it's fair to argue it's probably his best game in a Liverpool shirt. I cannot drop Curtis Jones at all. Yeah, you can make your case, but I'm not interested in it. Curtis Jones starts for me. Thiago, the wee man, he's been used very sparingly, which is probably the right thing to do. I would like to see him start in this one. I really, really would. I'd like to see him start, and then if everything goes to plan, which, listen, it never does, I get that, but if it goes to plan, Bring the boy off. Give him his minutes in the wisest way. But I would love to see Jones and Thiago started. I would also love to see, in the six, Fabinho. And listen, we could all have a debate about Fabinho's long-term prospects and how it works. But I still think in that 3 2 five, as it's going to switch into, that Fab with Trent alongside him is still the, the best insurance policy we have. And dear God, we haven't got that many. So Thiago, Fab and Jones, the midfielders for me. In this one, the, the forwards that will play, and I'll let you all debate where they play because I'm not still sure myself, but Salah, he's on a run. I mean, look, Mo Salah, even at the moment, people, even when, as people want to tell you, he's not playing that well, I, I kind of, He's not always been playing great, but look at the run he's on. We're talking about a guy with 26 goals and 11 assists. 
We're talking about a guy who is one goal away from overtaking Robbie Fowler, going six plays in all-time record books for Liverpool of top goal scorers. We are talking about a walking, talking Egyptian legend. So he's not going anywhere. He's starting. He's still one of our most important players, if not the most important player. This is where it gets interesting because probably for most people, it's a Nunes, Gakpo, Jota, three, but into two. So who's getting cut? Interesting one, this. You can make a case, and don't lie before you even start on this, or you start debating it with your pals if you're discussing it. Do not lie. You can make a case for all three. All three. The one I think has got the strongest case, personally, at the moment, Gapo. It's just his link play, the way he puts it together. I'm also looking at the, the statements, the things that Klopp said in the press conference today. Cody Gakpo, I think, is really essential in this Liverpool team. I do think, I do think he sees him as almost his new Bobby Firmino mark too. I really do. And at the same time, it, it does, I know he's playing in the centre, it wouldn't surprise me he was left. They can alternate. When we're at the top of our game, our forwards alternate positions during the match. And for that reason, I know he got a double in midweek, Diogo. I know he got that, and you know. He looked good for those finishes. No, I wouldn't say again. He, first half an hour, he couldn't find a red shirt. Let's be absolutely clear on that. But he ends the game with a double. I still get the feeling Darwin's going to start. I think based on Jurgen's comments where he's saying Nunes is going to start games before the end of the season, this on paper is probably the easiest one. I know that's... Easier said than done. I've got my tin hat on here and what I've said earlier, hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But straight up on paper, a Forest team that can't score, can't defend. If you're going to use Darwin or start Darwin in any game, this is surely the one. So whether it starts as 4-3-3, 3-2-5, whatever you want to come up with, Alison Trent, Ibu, VVD, Robbo, a midfield Tiago, Fabinho, Curtis Jones, Salah, Nunes, Gakpo. Jota fans, don't come at me. I understand it. And it wouldn't disappoint me if Jota's maybe in for someone like Nunes. It would not surprise me either. It would not surprise me if the captain got in there as well. This is what we want. We want options. We want people playing well. We want to look to that bench and see their serious options. That is crucial for us. The couple of, or the one moment of sadness, I should say, is Bobby. So that was mentioned in the press conference, maybe in case you're thinking, why am I not mentioning Bobby Firmino in all this? Bobby, as Klopp said, does have a knock and will be out for the next three games. And then we'll have to take it bit by bit. This is sad. I'm going to say this genuinely. This is really sad, ladies and gents. I have just got this niggling fear because I'm at the game tomorrow. And even on the last day of the season, it's not a home game. We know what Bobby's record's like when Jurgen Klopp tells us, oh, he's got a knock. Two weeks turns into four. And if you remember in January, a couple of weeks of Christmas turned into a whole month off practically. This is a worry. We love this man. He's an absolute living legend of the club. We are desperate to see him off in the right way. 
even at Leeds, the one thing we were all wanting still was that Bobby sort of flick where Melier saved it. We were desperate for that to go in. That would have given us the seven, made it absolutely perfect. We want to show him how much we love him, how much we appreciate what he's done. I am genuinely hoping and praying. There's a long time, I know, till the end of the season, people are going to say, but it will come quicker than you think. Bobby, as he gets older, is getting more injuries. That is just a fact. It would be a crying, crying shame if we don't get to see Bobby before the end of the season. So fingers, everything crossed. No luck crossed here, and there you go. And let's hope we see him again. So the only other thing that I, I really wanted to call out, and I think this is important because Forrest, I get all opinions on Forrest. I really do. I mean, the, the, the line in the song starts, we hate Nottingham Forest, yeah? And there's history. I'm not going to pretend that for one second. You know, it's not my place to judge. I totally get it. The one thing I do want to say, most importantly, is the banner. I'm sure you've all seen this. The 30 foot ban tragedy chanting banner that Forrest are going to bring to the game tomorrow. Like me, and I hope everyone in the stadium, there will be a stand up and an applause for that. I think that's great. I'm not going to, you know, it's not my place. I haven't got any right to make judgments on sort of Forrest history. You will all have your own thoughts on that. But the spirit of this, I think, is brilliant. It'll be great to see this banner. I know all the, the Reds will get behind it everywhere in the ground, social media, wherever. So it's just an important thing to say and know and we take it in the right spirit and we go from there. So that's definitely an important one to say. It's also right for me to say happy Eid Mubarak to all all our loyal followers. So I hope you're having a, a good day, if that's the right phrase, a good time. Pass that on. And the very, very final thing I'll wish you out with, ladies and gents, is my prediction. Now, I don't know if it's because I had two refreshers and pickled onion Munster Munch at lunchtime, but I'm bullish for this one. I'm not going to lie. We're on the back of a 6-1 hammering of Leeds. I look at Forest. I look at their results, their form, their struggling to defend, all those things. And naturally, that little thing in my tooth is just telling me this is danger. This is a red alert type of game. I actually think it's a different thing. I think it's a red alert type of game. I think, for a different reason, the Reds are going to be vibrant, exciting and at it from the off in a sunny Anfield tomorrow. So what I'm going to say, ladies and gents, is I expect, or I think, I expect, it's wrong for me to say expect, isn't it? A 4-0 victory for the Reds with Mo Salah. Who else getting the opener? That is my prediction, a solid 4-0 with Mo Salah getting the opener. Additionally, I hope it almost works out early. And I, yeah, I'd probably say, I, I, you know, when you flirt with expecting, I'm trying not to say that because I know I'll get hammered later on. But I am very hopeful that is the case. And then we can make subs early and at the right times, especially as the games will, we're not in Europe, I get that, but it's West Ham midweek afterwards, isn't it? It's three games in a week again. So, if we can get this done and dusted early, get the key players off, rested, whatever you want to put it as, that is desirable for all. But yeah, long term, let's hope that's the case. Let's hope we get to see Bobby Firmino when we get to see him before the end of the season. 
And that, ladies and gents, is another post-conference presser. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.